Hello, and welcome to Marriage Unchained, the art of one flesh, where saving marriages, saving families, and saving souls is the flavor of the day. Now, let's join our host and author of Marriage Unchained, Catholic Alpha Radical, Jerry Jacobs Jr. Welcome to Catholic Alpha Radical Live, where I help you fix your Catholic marriage. I've coached and helped hundreds of men in their marriages, and now I want to help you. Call 313-RADICAL now. That's area code 313-RADICAL. And ask me anything on tough marital issues, such as what to do when she's asked for divorce. What to do when you have a mutual agreement of separation, but you didn't want it. What to do when your wife is cold and distant. What to do when your wife is having an affair. What to do when your marriage is bad, boring, lukewarm, and passionless. What to do when you engage in a mental embrace less than once a month. What to do when you sleep in separate bedrooms. What to do when she has left the home with or without the children. What to do when you are divorced but didn't want it. Call 313-RADICAL. That's area code 313-723-4225. That's area code 313-723-4225. Again, call 313-RADICAL right now for answers to intimacy problems, communication problems, prayer and spiritual warfare problems, authentic masculinity problems, a.k.a. how to man up. So... Sit back, relax, take a chill pill, and get ready to rock. But don't duck. Can you feel it? Catholic Alpha Radical coming at you now. Hello and welcome to Catholic Alpha Radical Live, where my main mission is to keep you out of divorce court. The Catholic Alpha Radical Live podcast is designed to help you fix your Catholic marriage by also giving you winning tactics for marriage problems, girlfriend problems, and intimacy problems for men. And where marriage unchained, the art of one flesh, divorced combat coaching is the flavor of the day, while also helping men understand marriage and courting, not dating, in the Catholic faith. Why? Because dating is for sex and courting just is for marriage. In this 78th episode, How to Save Your Catholic Marriage, 10 Reasons You Must Serve God First, plus live calls from you answering your marriage questions, getting the queue, 313-RADICAL, that's 313-723-4225 for some resolution to your marriage confusion. Quote of the day. So let's do this. Quote, the human heart is not wrong in wanting love. It is wrong only in thinking that a human can completely supply it. What the soul yearns for in the crisis is the light of love, which is God and not the shadow. Instead of thinking that the other partner is to blame for his emptiness, which is so common today, one ought to peer into his own soul, end quote, 
Archbishop Fulton J. Sheen book, Three to Get Married. So today we are getting into the Holy Lover gifts. And today we cover gift one. Again, are you a holy lover? Which means becoming the man God created you to be and becoming the husband your wife needs. There are 33 gifts in the uh, holy as a holy lover and in the series. And it is your responsibility as a husband to give your wife every single one, to bestow on her all the gifts a Christian soldier, a holy lover can bestow. It's your duty to give her the gift of you becoming a holy lover. And I ask, are you the man for this mission? Well, I hope so, because there's nobody else. There's nobody else. Without you, your family is not going to make it. They're not your wife, your children. You need the grace of God to bring all of this into, into, into play. And this is why today is called How to Save Your Catholic Marriage. And 10 reasons um, that you must serve God first or suffer the consequences. Today, again, we cover gift one, which states a holy lover places God first, his wife and marriage second, his children third and himself last. And after the break, we'll go deeper into this mysterious concept. And but for right now, we're going to go just a little bit. I'm going to, you know, give it a little bit more on it. You know, selfishness is very hard to overcome in our society today. It is because all we're pumped with is us, 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 me, 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 I, I, I. And when we're talking to our wife and children um, and God, and the only thing those three here is me, 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 I, 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 that will tune them out. No one cares about you until they know that you care about them. And that goes no different for the, the wife and the kids in your family. So I beg you today to try your best to listen and to <clears throat> embrace what we're talking about. Prayer warfare is the core of your life. It's the core of your life. Without those graces, you it's almost impossible. It's almost impossible to keep a peaceful home. So I ask you to consider what I just said over the last couple of minutes because we're going to be rocking today. And, well, just I want to say this too, man. Dude, I had some technical problems this morning, man. <laughs> I mean, dang. Man, this this going live, boy. It's, it's, it's woo. It ain't always it ain't always cracked up to be, boy. I tell you, I came on and I and I says I I I, I pushed go live. You know, everybody knows how to go live, right? On your phone, I hit go live, and nothing happened. <laughs> and that's why I'm five minutes late because I started like, okay, do I panic? <laughs> or do I remain calm and try to fix this? So here I go, restart my computer. Uh, restarting, shutting everything down, looking at my internet, my Wi-Fi. I'm like, man, and I had five minutes to go. So then I go on and it says Facebook would not, because I had to reschedule everything, right? So it goes, Facebook would not allow you to schedule a broadcast within under 10 minutes. 
So I'm looking at the clock. I'm like, oh, man, it's like 10.53. So I said, okay, we'll have to shut everything down again and do it again, reset everything. And I put 10.05 in there, and thank God it worked because, man, I didn't know what to do. I'd never had that happen before. So with that being said, I just want to let y'all know, hey, man, I wasn't trying to ignore you. <laughs> it's just sometimes in this business, if you know, if I was doing my podcast where I used to do where I'll just tape it, you know, you know, uh, edit it, you know, get the sound right, then upload it. It wouldn't be no big deal if something goes wrong because you, you know, there's nobody there. But when you got other people that are that are waiting on you to start, it's a little, it's a lot different. It's a very, it's very much different. So that being said, let's hit the break real quick, and we will be right back. If you're getting value from this podcast and would like more personal marriage help, visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an opportunity to work with me personally for free. Yes, within 30 days, learn how to become a better husband that attracts your wife back to you. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com and get a plan tailored specific to your marriage and situation. I've helped hundreds of men in their marriages. Allow me the chance to help you using my personal and gained experience. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for superior coaching for your marriage. Again, SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com. That's SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com to become the man God created you to be and the husband your wife needs. Lastly, I always get the question, why don't you help women? And I always answer them, I do. So for all of you beloved wives out there that want to reignite that feeling of emotional closeness and complete love from your hubby, consider marriage coaching and visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an improved marriage within 30 days. All right, now uh, let's go, let's go, let's go. Let's get on that phone. Give me 313-723-4225 to get a call. Um, are things going the way you want it to be? you having intimacy problems? Uh, you guys arguing a lot? Um, your, uh, your parents involving your marriage too much? Oh, man, I hate that one. I get that a lot. The parents are involved in the marriage. Boy, and that's a tough one. I've got a client now where both parents are involved, both sets of in-laws are involved too much in their marriage, and it's driving them crazy. The thing about it is, won't nobody, you know, won't nobody man up and say, would y'all just leave us alone? <laughs> well, if you do that, you know you're going to be in trouble, but, you know, it's it's hard. But, hey, if you got those kind of problems, you know, you got children problems where the kids are disrespectful and not doing what they're supposed to do, um, Anything that has to do with marriage, man, let's do this. Um, getting that cue, uh, 313 Radical, that's 313 Radical. So let's get into the content for the day um, because it's, it's um, I want to, it might take a little long. So that's why I'm, I'm moving so fast today. I started late, so I got to move a little faster because uh, you know, y'all know how I get to talking now. <laughs> and really, it's not that I really like to talk, man. It's just, I get, when I start talking about our Lord, and marriage and stuff like that, man, I just get really passionate and fired up, you know, and uh, I want you, this is why, you know, I want you to be excited about as about your wife as I am about my wife. 
Um, you got, you know, you you'll be surprised, man. You know how they say passion and excitement is contagious. You know, and it is. It is, man. You know, I went through a time, you know, I wasn't, you know, as passionate about my wife, my second wife, if I should be. And my first wife, you know, of course, y'all know I wasn't passionate, that, passionate about her. We were in divorce court and stuff, you know. But, my, you know, my wife now, I just try my best, man, every day to show her that I love her. And I, I, I'm passionate about her. When I see her, I tell her I miss her, you know. And, and believe it or not, it helps because my wife is a very laid back woman. She really is like comatose laid back. <laughs> and so, you know, if you, you know, if I'm expecting her to be jumping up and being all excited about me and show it, it's it's not the same thing. My wife like is internalized. She like her excitement is all inside and she, you know, you can't read her either unless you've been around her for a long time. You can't read her, but boy, if another woman talks to me, boy, it comes out then. <laughs> you know, she but she be joking around. She she'll joke around, you know, and stuff. But we we joke around a lot. But man, it's good that you know you show your wife passion about her that you feel. You know, you know you lead in the 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 you lead in the relationship, man. And and I know you hear me say all the time, it's not fair. But man, it's. <laughs> It's just the way God set it up. It seems to me, and it seems to me when I when I take the leadership of a lot of things, my wife seems more at ease because I think she feels, and I think mo most women are like this. Like they feel, well, if he if he can prove that he has it, then I don't have to really stress so much. I can focus more on the children and my job, and then serving him more. You know, um, and 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 that's kind of how I. I do it, you know, like my wife is working right now really because she, you know, she kind of wants to. Um, but the thing about it is, man, is you have to make sure that you let her know. And I can't not stress that enough. You be the passionate one. You be the one. And I know some guy, a lot of guys are introverts and, you know, she knew who I was not when she married me. Yeah. She was like that because she thought she's going to change you. She thought, that she would be able to change you. That's how the women are too. It's like we get married before we get married. Yeah. He's got flaws, but you know, I'll, I'll work on him, <laughs> you know, but as you, as most of you know, listen to me that if you get, if, if you have problems before marriage, those problems when you get married will only like 10 X themselves. They will only get worse. They won't get better, you know? And so this is why, a lot of, when I talk to me and, and, and uh, young guys, I get I get a lot of young guys that come to me too, and I tell them, man, when you pick a woman, dude, you've got to have your you like you know your deal breakers, like they're deal breakers, and then there if, if there are things that that she that's wrong with your wife or your girlfriend, and you got to tell yourself, okay, that's not I don't like that, but is that going to stop me from wanting to marry her? You know. Um, and so that's really good that 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 you that they can analyze that. So let's get into today's um, let's get into today's content today, and and let's see if we can get you guys fired up about serving God a little bit. All right. So what we will discuss in your marriage when you the husband refused to place God first. 
that's what we're going to be discussing today. How not placing God first in our marriage will kill our marriage. Moreover, your beloved second, your children third, and yourself last. Remember, that's that's holy lover gift number one. A holy lover places God first, his wife in marriage second, his children third, and his self last. You have to have priorities. You have to have priorities. People get confused when they don't have things in priority. And I just told you, your whole life, you notice I didn't mention job. I didn't mention career. I didn't mention that. The reason why is because those things are very important, but they're not nearly as important as God, your wife, and your children. You know why? Because you can get another job. You can get another career. But do you really want to go out and groom another wife? You know the you know the monster you got in your home now. <laughs> you know her. You know, and I'm telling you too, man, grass most of the time is never greener. Grass, the grass is never greener. And we've got to understand it because most guys, oh, I'll just go out and get me another woman. Man, no, dude, she got problems too. She has problems too. And you have still have problems too that if you don't fix those, like you'll kind of like take that, those problems that you are, that you have and take it to the next relationship and it'll be cool at first, but then it'll start going bad again because you didn't change. You didn't change anything about you and the woman that you're going to, she has problems too. And she's going to be pretty at first and she's going to be loving you for at first. And she's going to be nice to you. And she's going to be all that. But as soon as the stuff that caused your first marriage or your other relationship to go down, then she's going to treat you like your wife did or like your, your fiance did or like your girlfriend did. This is why, man, you hear me always bark. We must change ourselves. Okay. We must without, if we don't serve God first, we don't get the graces in our marriage. People think that, you know, I'm doing it all. I'm doing it all. We say, oh, you know, it's in God's hands and stuff, but we really believe that we're doing it all, you know, because, well, we're, we're the one in the hell all the time. So we think that, but man, don't get it twisted. When we have chaos in our marriage and even if our marriage is good, we need the grace from the graces from God through our suffering and sacrifice as a man to for God to send the Holy Spirit to give us peace in our home. If we don't do that, then what will happen is we'll move further and further and further away from God. Um, we, we, we cannot invite evil into our home, and that's what we do when we don't serve God properly. Um, and two, we invite it into our marriage. Um, as husbands, we must battle the temptation not to place everything in front of our Lord. It's hard not to place things above God. It really is because, you know, let's say we, let's say we don't go to church on Sunday. It just, it seems like everything's okay if we don't go, but it's really not. What happens is you don't get the grace for taking the Eucharist that you could have gotten that Sunday. So that starts to, that will over time affect your marriage. Um, We've got to understand because God doesn't, if we don't go to church, God's not going to come down and, and hit us on top of the head with a hammer and say, man, you know you're supposed to have your butt at church today. 
<laughs> you know, that's not going to happen. So we kind of can put it off. We kind of put it off as not, we put God off as not being a top priority sometimes. A lot of times we do make God a priority. I'm just saying that if we if we don't engage in as much prayer as we can, what will happen is we will, over time, leave God and and start moving away from him. And then guess what? Then that's when the, the that's when the demonic and the pain arrives in our life, okay? Next, I will show you actions you can take to help place God first in your marriage, further in your life at all times. Last, if you follow my advice, your marriage will be on its way to greatness and holiness just as the Father expects. Um I can't put it no better than that. You know, Greatness and wholeness is what you're what you're what you're going for. And if we do not, we have like as you know, another thing I always say too, if if we're not passionate about our wives, then we're probably not passionate about Christ either. So that's two things we're not passionate about. If we're not passionate about Christ and we're not passionate about our wives, then we probably ain't passionate about our children. So guess what that means? Because, you know, kids, they need a lot of attention. And then if they don't get attention, they don't get what they think, they'll start acting out. If your kid is acting out, man, that means there's not enough attention being given to your child by your wife or you. Okay. Um, as a concept, So first, we'll start by listing the top 10 disasters that would occur in your marriage as a consequence of our refusal to follow the proper order of things. In essence, the way God has designed the family for success, the natural law. Say the, the title of this episode today is "Save How to Save My Catholic Marriage." It could be "How to Save My Christian Marriage." It could say "How to Save My Marriage." I'm Catholic. That's how I roll, and so, but it could be any marriage, you know. Um, and you have to, um, we have to learn how to serve God so that God again will will give us blessings in our home. Second. We'll engage in 18 actions you can take at once, henceforth, encouraging more time with God in your marriage and life. So here are the top 10 reasons you must serve God first or risk a failed marriage. So I'm going to go through these things and I'm going to talk about them real quick. I'm going to give a little, you know, this is a list that I came up with. This is a list that, that kind of hurt me over the years um, when I was a heathen. And when I was Catholic, because, you know, um, when I first started becoming Catholic, I was basically didn't do nothing. You know, um, my RCIA or my, you know, because uh, my, what's it called? Rites of Christian Initiation, something like that it's called. But it's RCIA and mine wasn't really that good. Um, and so I, my wife went with me and I would go. And basically what RCIA is, it's a class that you go to um, if you're a convert to the Catholic faith. So like me, I really wasn't a bad, I wasn't a Christian at all. Or even if you are a Christian and then you come over to the Catholic faith, you still have to go through RCIA. Why? Because the Catholic faith is very vast. It's been around for 2000 years and people really don't know that the Catholic church is the first church. They really, people really don't know that. People really don't know that Christ handed over the church to Peter um, heading over his church to Peter and for Peter to, to run it. And so the 12 apostles to run it. Um, and so the Catholic church is, is, um, is all the bishops are ordained from the apostles all the way down to Pope Francis. Now 
This is why it's so powerful. Think about that. 2,000 years of succession. It's remarkable when you think about it. That's why the Catholic Church has so much grace. Um, it is said that the, 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 the uh, society lives and dies by the Catholic Church. It's the truth. Nobody attacks the, the little churches that have 10,000 people in them. They don't attack them. They always attack the Catholic Church. The reason why is because the demons know that the Catholic Church has authority. That's why if you think about it like I'm saying, why does why do priests always get attacked? Why do why are priests always attacked or why are priests do evil things inside the church? Um, or why do priests do great things inside the church? Because the church is a being attacked, and then so there's a battle inside the church. It always will be. This is why I I beg men, do you do not leave the church? You have to fight the church inside the church. If you disagree with something, if a priest does something that you hate, if a bishop does something, or a, 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 a you know a, a parishioner does something, you know you can't go up and leave Christ for what a man does. Because there's always, no matter where you go, there's always going to be somebody that is not of Christ, that is very demonic or prideful or selfish, and they don't understand a lot of things. And so this is why it's important for you to really understand. This is why you hear me say, look, man, I tell a lot of men that come in my program and that I talk to, I say, look, man, you got to make a stand. When you're going to make a stand for something, this is your wife, right? You have kids with this woman. If you cannot get this marriage to work, you will cause ripples throughout the society and ripples throughout time. This is how important you are as a human person, a man, a man of God, that your actions can cause ripples throughout generations and time. But see, we're not taught that. We're not taught that how important that our actions really are. Why? Because God doesn't force us. People do not carry on the faith like they should to their children. And people were not taught how to be men, you know. Um, and so we don't really have. Remember yesterday when I was talking to my wife, uh, you know, and I you know, the, the, the definition of the, the reason God created marriage and the second purpose for marriage, which is right below procreation, is the education and formation of our children in the faith, in the Catholic faith towards God. And when our kids don't get that, they are basically sheep in a land of wolves, you know, um, and it's really sad. So this is why. As a, as a man, and if you're a woman, listen, as a mother, you cannot take this, this spiritual warfare type of thing. You cannot take the service of God lightly because the father and the mother prayers and, and actions are so powerful in that family. Not just that family, that when you're kids and you go out to society, you influence your environment. You really do. When you have a great marriage and your kids are obedient and your kids are loving and respectful, that says a lot about you as the parents. That says a lot about your relationship with God. 
And that says a lot about how you how hard you work to make your life and your marriage and, and your family what God would have it be. Okay. So here are the top 10 reasons you must serve God first or risk a failed marriage. And I'm not playing. It's the truth. Seen it happen time in, time out. One, your wife would not submit to you. If you don't serve God first, if you are not Christ in that home, because look, as men, we are Christ in the home. Now, people don't like to like that when we use the word submit, but that's what God used. That's what St. Paul used. Who are we to change it and act like we better than that than St. Paul? How what, what the nerve of us? But here's what submission means. It's really a great thing if you just analyze it, right? Submission means under the submission of Christ. That's what it means. So the husband and the wife are under the submission of Christ. The husband is under the submission of Christ. The wife is under the submission of the husband. And the children are under the submission of the husband and the wife. And the reason why is because you have to have order. Someone has to be held responsible. Someone. And the wife ain't got time. She's got the kids. She's got the kids to deal with. And so that's why we are standing in front of God to be judged. Like, why is your family all messed up? <laughs> you know, why is your why is your marriage all screwed up, dude? Why is your wife unhappy? You know, what's up? You know, but you know, and so another thing too that's a misnomer that's uh, that people don't understand is that if the if the husband in the home is is not following Christ or not under the submission of Christ, his wife is not obliged to, to, to deal with him, to follow him. She's not. If 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 his husband goes and say, hey, let's go rob this bank, she's gonna go rob a bank. Man, are you crazy? I ain't robbing no bank. Yes, you are, because God said you gotta do what I say. <laughs> right? You know, no. Your wife is not obliged to follow you when that when you when you are outside God, you don't follow Christ. And look look about your children. Just please think about this one. When you as the man don't act right in your home, what do your kids do? They rebel, don't they? Now, a kid cannot say, I'm not gonna do what my father said, do, because you know, if a man is is, you know, is any kind of man, he's gonna whoop that butt. Or put you on punishment because when I say do something, you gonna do it. You you ain't even you ain't even eighteen yet. How you gonna you don't even know how to wipe your butt right yet? And you gonna tell me what you are ain't gonna do right? So kids really can't defy their parents. But what they will do is when you as the man aren't the leader in your home that you're supposed to be. You're not the spiritual head, and your wife and your wife is the same thing. You, the kids do not have to follow you and they will. What they will do is act out. They'll act up in school. They'll get bad grades. They'll get in trouble. They'll pick the wrong friends. You know, they'll get in fights. The argument for fighting all the time. They'll disrespect you, be disobedient to you and to God. They don't even want to go to church. You know, it, it's a ripple. It's a ripple. And so when you as the man are representing Christ in your home, your wife does not have to submit to you. She don't because you're not being the man you're supposed to be. You're not. And then we, me and we get mad. We get mad, right? She'll never listen to me. She'll never do what I say. She'll never work with me on nothing. The reason she doesn't is because why? People look at the leader as, listen, if you ain't doing it, what you expect me to do it for? Okay. So number two, 
Your children's view of you is low. Oh, my God. I just said that. Number two, your children's view of you is low. Listen, the true measure of a man is this. I don't care. Nobody tells you. The true measure of a man is this. Your relationship with God, the love and respect of your wife, and how your kids look at you. If your kids respect you or not. And if your kids, you know, they look at you as their is their hero is like okay i want i want to marry him i'm i'm you are the daughter and, and she wants to marry a man like you i'm you know or um your your son he wants to not to disappoint you right he's going to do everything he can not to disappoint his father because he loves his father and he don't want to his father that's how you know that your kids are in are coming in line you know and every time you see your daughter, let's say she's courting and she's, you know, 16, 17, 18, whatever she's courting. And every man that she brings home kind of looks like you <laughs> or, you know, kind of has a temperament you got or it's kind of like that. You should be proud of that. As a man, you should be proud of that. Like your daughter looks at you as as who she was. And that's how daughters are. OK, so. Your children, you don't want your children looking at you as not being their their hero, right? The the man that to, to look up to, you know. And of course, I'm not perfect. You're not per none of us are perfect, but we strive for greatness, right? We always strive for greatness, and that keeps us on track. Okay. Number three, your marriage will fail. That's a simple one. I talked about that earlier. If you if we don't involve serve God properly our marriage will eventually fail. Now, depending on the wherewithal of your wife, it could fail in uh, six months. It could fail in two years. It can fail in 20 years. Or I've had people married for 40 years in my program. Their wife was like, I'm done. 40 years. I'm, I'm, I can't take it no more. Okay? So this is how, this is what happens. I got wives now, they won't go to mass they won't engage in the spiritual battle with their husbands, and 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 women they 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 forget that they they get so and and women they get so entrenched in their feelings and in themselves, they forget that they have responsibilities and duties too. One of the main things women don't remember, don't understand is if I divorce my husband and step outside the natural order. I will be attacked by the demonic. So what does that mean? So God has set it up as the natural order is what? God, husband, wife, children. It's an order of protection. It's an order of protection. That's why you hear me say there's no way women should be driving across the country from New York to California by themselves. There's no way women should be living by themselves without at least a roommate or something to protect them. Women are valuable. They are very valuable. They are givers of life, and we just let them, we allow them to just put themselves in danger. We allow them to be totally exhausted. We just don't care for them no more. And that's why if you, like one of my favorite movies of all time is The Godfather. It's Godfather 2. And Michael, who was, you know, the, the, the son of Don Corleone, he gets, you know, he has to go back to Italy and he sees this beautiful girl and he wants to marry her. And so he goes to the father and then the father, he's and, and he says, I'll marry your father. I want to marry your daughter. And the father's like, you ain't married my daughter. Kind of like that. 
And then, of course, you know, Don Corleone, he's like, well, you can either uh, be dead or you can have a great son-in-law. <laughs> so the guy kind of goes, okay, you know, you're a man of respect. You have a lot of money and, you know, you can you can give my daughter a great life. So the, they start courting. Now, they're not having sex or nothing. You know why? Because everybody's watching them and taking care of the, of the woman. Women are supposed to be protected. And so they, like, they go on this long walk, and the, you see uh, Michael Corleone and the, and, the, and the young girl, they're walking out in front, and you don't see anything. All of a sudden, the camera pulls back, and there is every woman in that family watching them, walking behind them. That is like the greatest scene of a movie of all time. That is the that is so great how the women of that family was like, listen, you're not gonna be alone with my daughter. <laughs> Cause you know what's gonna happen. Now y'all can talk all you want, but we're not going there. And they got married, of course, and then you know she gets killed and all that stuff. But man, that is one of the greatest scenes in the history of movies, man. And that is what I mean. There is an order of protection that God set up. The reason that the wife must be protected is because she's vulnerable. She's vulnerable with her body. She's the giver of life. She has a gift that, you know, of, of, of her sex, her sexual self. She, that's a gift, right? And she's weaker than men. A man, any man, even a boy can overpower a woman. So this is why they, they deserve to be protected. But what are you here women today? They always go, oh, I can take care of myself. No, you can't. You can't take care of yourself. One walk, I see women all the time, it'd be three, four, five o'clock in the morning or seven, eight, nine o'clock at night. It's dark and pitch black. Excuse me, pitch black outside. They out there jogging. You are jogging at night by yourself? Are you insane? <laughs> all it takes is one dude to go, oh, wow, she's cute. Or a, a stalker, you know, a dude that's out stalking knock you on top of your head and pull you in the bushes. But what do people think? Well, in the, in the movies, I see that woman, she kicked 10 dudes butt and she karateed him and she shot him on stuff. Man, that's the movies. That's the movies, baby. That is not how real world works. That's not how the real world works. Okay. So people might think I'm being a chauvinist. Practically. I don't care because God is the one that runs this. It's the reason things are set up. And so the natural order is uh, Christ, man, husband, wife. The reason why, because that sets up a line of protection, protection against the physical world and protection against the supernatural world, which is the demonic. So if a wife decides that she's going to divorce and leave her husband and she moves out of the home, that basically you got to take as a woman, you got to take it the consequences of that. So the consequences of that is you take what God has put in order and you remove yourself from that line of protection and you put yourself into your own apartment by yourself. You are you basically have told God and your husband that you don't need me. And so I'm over here. So they go leave you to yourself. And so you get attacked. You'll get sick. You might lose your job. Problems start happening with your job. I cannot tell you all the women that I have their husbands. I work with their husbands 
and their wife and the, and the husband starts to improve himself, become more holy, prayer, suffering, sacrifice, and their wives get miserable. If they're in a lot of times, they're in a relationship with another dude, and their relationship starts to go bad. They because they become susceptible to the demonic, to Satan. It's wives are supposed to, to protect the children. But when they leave, they remove themselves from that. And another thing wives don't understand, another thing we don't understand, you don't want to submit to God or your husband, but you expect your kids to submit to you. Guess what? No, they ain't. No, they ain't. You know why? Because kids ain't stupid. Kids have an instinct too, and they're going to act out worse. That's why people who say, well, if we get divorced, everything's going to be all right. No, it ain't. No, it ain't the kids going to be all right. No, the kids ain't going to be all right. Just look at your kids. Look at them. They're miserable. They're miserable. They're crying. They're unhappy. And I don't care how old they are. They are miserable. Their parents have broken up because the parents can't get together. The parents are selfish. It's not right, man. It's not right. Somebody has to make a stand. Somebody has to make a stand, baby. Okay? Next. Um... Your marriage, number four, your marriage will become lackluster, okay? Um, basically, if God is not your marriage, there's no passion, there's no divine love, there's there's nothing. God is the divine lover. That's why you want God in your bedroom. That's why you want to bring God in your bedroom when you make love, because God is the divine lover. So you guys, your your, your intensity of your love making will be more intense when you have God in your room with you, Okay? Um, that's boring. And without God, lust and eroticism will eventually run out. Okay. Next, um, next five, your marriage, your home is under attack. I just said that I explained to that. You gotta, as a man, you've got to engage in a spiritual battle. You've got to serve God. You've got to do that because if you don't, the demons will come in your home and walk right past you and start talking to your wife and kids. Okay, next, number six, your children will grow up screwed up. Boom. I'm going to say that one again. Number six, your children will grow up screwed up. It amazes me. It amazes me how people think their little two-year-old, one-year-old, five-year-old kid is just going to grow up and be this perfect, perfect person without no intervention from their parents. I can let my kid disrespect me and call me all kinds of names. I can let my kid hit my wife. I can let my kid be disrespectful. I can let my kids uh, be on a cell phone 24-7. I can let my kid do whatever my kid wants, and my kid just going to grow and be perfect because, you know, he's me. <laughs> man, that's crazy. That's crazy. As a man and a woman, it's our job, husbands and wives and fathers and mothers, it's our job to send out the best examples of young men and young women that we can. And that means discipline. That means discipline. When your kids act out, man, they are begging you to discipline them. They are begging for it. Kids want discipline. Instinctually, they want it. And if you don't give it to them, they will act out. They will rebel against you. Okay? Next, number seven, you will be lost, no mission, and no, with no direction. So you will be lost with no mission and no direction. I talk about it all the time. I'm not really going to go into that that deep. But, you know, we have to know our mission as a man. We have to know it, protect, defend, and serve, you know, 
And 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 that's what our mission is. And if we don't understand our mission as a man, we're we're empty inside. We have no purpose in this life. We don't know why we were born and things like that. Okay. Number um number eight, you if you don't allow, if you don't serve God, number eight, what will happen is you uh and your wife will never become one flesh. Okay. Intimacy is a huge, huge part of marriage. No matter what anybody tells you, it's the second most important thing in marriage, but beyond uh, after prayer and, and after prayer. And so intimacy builds closeness. It builds an emotional connection. As you know, that's the most important thing for a woman. So if you guys, if you can't encourage your wife to make love to her, I mean, I'm, I'm sorry, you can't encourage your wife to make love to you. And if you, when you do make love, the love, the 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 marital embrace is not what she needs as a woman, then basically that emotional connection is going to go away. So it's important that we understand what intimacy is outside the bedroom as well as inside the bedroom. Okay. Number nine, your wife will place most relationships above her marriage. Oh my God. Remember the 33 clues that your wife might want to divorce? What's about five or six of them in there? Your wife puts your your, your wife's parents are more important than you. Your wife's uh, brothers and sisters are more important than you. The kids are more important than you. Um, the uh, Her friends are more important for you. That's what your wife will start to do. If there's no God, then there's no grace. And so we don't serve God properly. We don't get the grace we need to keep our wife and our children in our home in peace. Okay? Number 10, you are turning your back on God so he reciprocates. Woo! That's a big one. You're turning your life on God and so he reciprocates. You turn your back on God so he reciprocates. People don't under people think that God's mercy will keep giving them mercy forever. They can just keep being on the side of the devil. And when I say be on the side of the devil, I don't mean the serial killer or rapist. I mean that's that too, but I also mean anything that is against the will of God, right? Contraception, lying, um, not going to church. All of these things, it's a lot of it, you know, it's a lot of stuff. And so um, people think that God will just, no matter what I do, I'll just keep turning my back on God, put him on the back burner, and he'll just keep giving me all the grace I need or whatever. He'll just keep giving me all this mercy, mercy, mercy. No, he won't. This is how you know that God is like, listen, I didn't give you enough grace. I've, I've, and what happens is, you start, you see your sin, you become numb to your sin. You don't even realize that you're in hell, that you are in hell and all the, all the sin is compiled inside your home and you don't even feel in it anymore. You don't even recognize it anymore. That meant God has left you to yourself. You've turned your back. You're not praying. You're not going to church. You're not engaging. You're not, you're not doing anything that you're supposed to do. So God just goes, okay, I will leave you to yourself. And then when you get together, decide to get together, come on back. And then I'll throw some more grace and mercy at you. You got to understand God is not just a merciful God. He is a just God. So justice means what? You can't be selfish and prideful and serve yourself your whole life and then die. Don't ask for forgiveness and think you're going to heaven. It don't work like that. You don't, you choose, you choose where you go. 
as a as a human person, you choose where you go. God is not going to force you to go to to heaven if you don't want to go there. He's not. He's not going to invite you to the party, to the big party. He's going to send you to the other party, the party over the way you really want to go. You know, a man that doesn't, you know, a man that his whole life is selfish and himself, God will send you where you want to go. Okay. Next. Um, so that's the 10. That's the 10, man. I hope y'all enjoyed that. I hope y'all got some out of it. Serving God to save your marriage. Serve God to save your marriage. Serve God to save your marriage. Okay. That is what I want. For you. So after the break, what we're going to do, man, is we are going to get into um, we're going to get into uh, the 18 things that you can do. I'm going to go over them real quick that you can do to uh, to bring God into your life even more. So stay with me, y'all. I'm almost done. Bam. If you're getting value from this podcast and would like more personal marriage help, visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an opportunity to work with me personally for free. Yes, within 30 days, learn how to become a better husband that attracts your wife back to you. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com and get a plan tailored specific to your marriage and situation. I've helped hundreds of men in their marriages. Allow me the chance to help you using my personal and gained experience. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for superior coaching for your marriage. Again, SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com. That's SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com to become the man God created you to be and the husband your wife needs. Lastly, I always get the question, why don't you help women? And I always answer them, I do. So for all of you beloved wives out there that want to reignite that feeling of emotional closeness and complete love from your hubby, consider marriage coaching and visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an improved marriage within 30 days. All right, all right. So we're going to run through this real quick. We got like seven, eight minutes left. So bear with me, guys. Y'all know when I get on the roll, I start, you know, I'm, I'm going to run them off real quick for you. Um, and if you have any questions, you can always, you know, email me at, um, uh, at uh, radicalquestions at catholicalpha.com. That's radicalquestions at catholicalpha.com. Or you can put a comment in, or better yet, you can call. And of course, I will stay late. I will stay you know, as long as long as I got calls, I will stay as late as I need to. OK, so that being said, again, we must learn to serve and place our wants, needs and desires below God, our wife and children. OK, as the man, as a man. So what are the actions that we can do to get this ball rolling? Now, I have a lot of Protestants, you know, Protestants, you know, Baptists, Methodists, Lutherans, you know, in my program, too. I've got a lot of Catholics in my program, too. But I tell my, my Protestants, look, man, my job is to give you the fullness of the Christian faith, to give you everything that you can, that you need, as many tools as I can give you to get you to get out of marriage crisis, to help you in your situation, to help you grow as a man so that your wife is drawn back to you. And so that is in the Catholic faith. That is the stuff in the Catholic faith, and, and I've never had a Protestant go, man, that don't, that's stupid. You know why? Because the way I put things, I help try to help them see 
that they need these things, that, that these things help them, even if they remain a Baptist or remain a Methodist or remain a Jehovah's Witness or whatever they are. Even I have Orthodox, um, oh man, what are they called? Eastern Orthodox. I have an Eastern Orthodox man in my program too. So what I'm telling you is, man, the Catholic faith, man, if you if you share it with people and you and they start to see how vast it is and how how vast the Christian faith is and they embrace it because you know why they want to be better men. They want to be better men. And I don't try to con convert anybody. That's, that's between you and the Holy Spirit. But I will. I don't make no bones about it that, listen, I was out in that Protestant world, dude. I've been there, done that. And I'm telling you that a lot of things, Protestants have a lot of things together, but a, a lot of things when it comes to the suffering and sacrifice of the Christian faith, they do not really understand that. And when you start bringing it to them, that's the true word of Christ. You cannot understand Christ until you understand the suffering of Christ. And when guys start to understand that, man, they, they embrace it. Okay. So, you know, so just so you know, I've got Protestants now in my program. They go to Catholic, they go to the Catholic mass. They go to adoration. They pray the rosary. They do all kind of stuff because they see how important these things are to them growing as a man, as a Christian, and, and how to how to help their family be what it needs to be. So what are the actions that we can do to get this ball rolling to place God, to serve God first in our life, to get that grace? And so one, so place God at the top of your mind, always striving for holiness, sainthood, and perfection. Remember, you, you hear me say, the more you lift your heart, mind, and soul to God, the more the demons leave you alone, okay? Next, prayer throughout the day, offering up your sufferings and uniting them with Christ, asking for the grace to endure, okay? That's that's simple. Not simple, but that's self-explanatory. You know, you lift your, you know, you pray throughout the day, okay? Next, attending Mass daily, often seven days a week. So Sunday is a given. It's a mortal sin to miss Mass on Sunday. Why? Because if you miss church on Sunday, you're basically telling God, I don't need you. And the first commandment is you need to take you need to, you need to honor and worship me. Right. Nobody's above me. So if you don't do that, that means you're putting yourself above God. Right. OK, so in the Catholic Church, you can go to you can go to church every single day. There is a mass every single day. That's another thing people don't understand. We the, the church has been around so long. They know what people need. And so they go to mass, you go to mass every single day, you get the Eucharist every day, and then you get grace like that every day, okay? Next, read scripture daily, at least 15 minutes a day. You try your best to read scripture, 15 minutes a day of scripture every day, and you don't just read it, you meditate upon it. So that's why, um, I, me, I have a study Bible. Why? Because when I read the scripture, right below explains you know, the church's view and God's view on that scripture, which helps me meditate and understand, okay? The, remember, there are nine levels of prayer. The first level is vocal prayer, and vocal prayer is the weakest. It's the weakest of all nine. Oh, Jesus, 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 help me, Jesus, help me, Jesus, 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 Jesus. You're the, you're the soul of my life, Jesus. You're everything to me, Jesus. That's, that's a weak form of prayer. The second level of prayer is meditation. Meditation is you meditate on scripture. You meditate on the life of Jesus Christ. You meditate on the life of the Blessed Mother. You meditate on the life of, of the angels and the saints. That draws you closer to God. You become closer to him. People think just because I talk to God, I'm close to him. No, 
Just talking to God is not going to bring you as close. You need to meditate on God, right? Okay, next. So next, read the Catechism of the Catholic Church. So there's sacred scripture and there's sacred tradition. God, Christ didn't say, people that people don't understand, they think, well, everything I need to know about the, the Christian faith is in the Bible. No, it's not. Bible wasn't even around when Christ was around. Matter of fact, the Catholics put the, the, Catholics put the Bible together. It was divinely inspired, but Christ didn't say, Christ said, spread my word by mouth. Okay. So that's where you get tradition. That's why the stories were passed down. Okay. Now I don't have that exactly right because I have a lot of things going through my head, but the gist of it is Christ did. Christ said you pass through, you pass the faith along by word and by mouth. Okay. So that's why you have the church to interpret the Bible. Okay. And so that's why it's important that you understand sacred tradition. That is what the, the, the catechism of the Catholic Church is. Okay. It has the sacred tradition in there. And that's why people read it to understand the faith better. Okay. Next, study and embrace the lives of the saints. Woo! Said that. You want to embrace the lives of the saints. Why? St. Paul killed all the Christians, didn't he? But how did he come to Christ? What happened? This is why the saints are they're, they're regular people. They start out like you and me, you know, but what happens over time is they become holy. God starts to talk to them, the Holy Spirit. They start to grow in their lives. They start to meditate on the, on the, on the word. The word is, is Jesus Christ. Okay, we understand that, right? The word is Jesus Christ. The Bible is the word and the word is Jesus Christ. Okay, we got that. So that is why you meditate on the saints because the saints have been through all you've been through. That's why people, when you when you go through confirmation, um, I think in the Catholic Church, they they you, you pick a saint. It's because the one that you identify with. And so you read the lives of the saints and that helps you go deeper in your faith. Okay, next. Start an apostolate or ministry to evangelize your environment. Remember, as a man, your job is to influence your environment, which is your home, your job, your work, your church, society at large. Okay, wherever you are, you must influence that as a Christian soldier. Okay, you don't walk around and nobody knows you're Catholic. You don't walk around and nobody knows you're Christian. You have you should have a, a, a crucifix, a cross, or put a rosary on your hip, something. That people know that uh, that that you are a man of God, okay? Um, and so uh, you start a, you start an apostolate like like me. I started this. I started a blog. I start you know I help dudes in their marriage. That's what I do, you know. So what you you if you don't start one, join something, okay? Next, embrace leadership in your parish, church, sit on committees, mold your church using your gift of masculinity to events and get involved. Masculinity is a perfection. It's a gift. You've got to you've got to give that gift to people. If you're if all you do if you don't express your love for Christ, your devotion to God, your dedication and loyalty to God, you know, and you just keep all that inside, you don't go out and volunteer and help the community or do nothing like that, man. What are are you a real man? Are you really giving back to what every what have what have people given you? People think I give back with money. Sure, money is important if you got it to give. Most of us don't. So what we do, we give back our time. Remember, that's what you do. Time is how you suffer and sacrifice. Prayer, 
That's how you give your time away through prayer. Okay. Prayer is what? Serving. Okay. Now let's go next. Um, on Sundays, participate in the mass or the service, perform the readings, canter, leave the altar boys, take up the collection, usher, choir, just be seen. Show the women you are there. Be an example to other men. Next attention, uh, attend confession frequently, mortal sin immediately, venial sins monthly. Okay. Get to confession. Confession is important. It relieves the soul from it relieves the, the pain and the and the pain and all the uh, all the junk from your soul, man. That 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 Christ set it up. Remember, what you loose on earth, you loose in heaven. He told the apostles that the apostles, the the uh, the succession to down to the bishops to the priests. So the the priests are authorized to represent Christ in the confessional. And so they can forget sins. Whatever you loose on earth is loosed in heaven. Okay. Next, that's scripture. Next. Okay. Um, frequent adoration. Get yourself in front of the blessed sacrament daily. So the blessed sacrament for all you is the Eucharist. The Eucharist is when the priest turns the uh, the uh, the blood and and the blood and the uh, 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 wine the wine and the bread into, into Christ, the body of Christ. Okay. They're authorized to do that. It's a, it's a mystery. It's a mystery. So this is why the Catholic church, this is why most people don't leave the Catholic church. If they understand anything about, about the, 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 the faith, because Christ is in every single Catholic church in the world. There's 1.2 billion Catholics, something like that. Okay. If a Catholic really understands his faith, he will never leave the Catholic Church because Christ is not in any other Protestant church anywhere. The physical body and blood of Christ, okay, which has been transubstantiated into his body and blood from wine and blood, okay? Next. Uh, uh, so adoration, so what you do for adoration is you go to visit Christ in the chapel and you sit there with him because he's there and you pray and you meditate. Okay. Next study the faith, read books, listen to Catholic radio, find holy men that are teaching and preaching the truth of the faith accurately and not watering it down to a single drop of rain. Listen to the podcast of holy men. Listen to YouTube channels of holy men. You can't love God. If you don't, if you don't learn, get the knowledge of God. You can't love Christ if you don't get the knowledge of Christ. So in order to love just like your wife, you can't properly love her if you don't know her mysteries. This is why I teach you guys, please, please, please learn the mysteries of God. Learn the mysteries of your wife. You will then love them better. You will love them better, love them more, and love them more deeply. Okay, next, um, personal prayer time with you and God alone at least 15 minutes per day. So you and God alone, 15 minutes a day. So me, if you pray one rosary, that's 15 minutes. Okay. You know, next, at least 15 minutes of meditative prayer per day, the rosary, divine mercy chaplet, novenas. Okay. We are obligated by God, through God, to pray at least 15 minutes a day. Okay. We owe God that. We owe him that. Why? Wow, he's our creator. Okay. Next, pray the Angelus daily. The Angelus is of the Blessed Mother. Um, that's Jesus' mother, um, and you, you pray that every day. Some people do, some people don't. These are just, now all of these guys are just things you can do. You don't have to do every single one of them. I should have said that at the beginning. 
I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. You don't have to do all these things, although I do many of them. A lot of holy men that that I know and uh, saints, they did all of them. You know, um, so you, you you want your wife and kids to see a man of God first. Everybody else don't matter yet. Your wife and your kids are your are your responsibility. They must see a man of Christ in the home, someone who is trying to emulate Christ. That way that gives your wife permission to allow you to lead your home. Remember, no woman follows a dud for long, okay? Women ain't stupid. That's why women will battle back. They will cause chaos and unrest in your home the longer you deny your responsibilities as a Christian soldier, okay? Next, um, morning offering daily, offering yourself in service to God. So, Every morning, me, I say three Hail Marys before I get out of the bed, okay? You do some kind of morning offering of a, a short, it's a short prayer, five or 10, 15 minutes, second prayer, 30 second prayer, some, you know, to offer, you know, offer it up to God to thank you for allowing me to wake up, basically, <laughs> you know? So, which get, if you, if, so if you can wake up, like my father always was used to say, as long as you're living and giving, you got a chance to make it better. Okay, so as long as God's letting you wake up, guess what? You got a chance to fix it. Okay, next, almost done. Daily examination of conscience. Um, This will help purify your spirit as you look in the mirror at yourself each day and consider what you have done to offend God. So like I talked about yesterday, you know, the examination of conscience is very important. It allows you, it, it basically goes over the Ten Commandments, and um, and then basically you look at that and say, did I do anything today to offend God? If it was mortally, if you mortally offended God, like you committed murder or you stole something, then that's a mortal sin. You know, you got to get to confession. But, you you know, um, if, if, if you just, you know, did something small, um, you know, like you were prideful or something like that, you know, you say a prayer to, you know, uh, Tell God you're sorry and something like that. And you, it's a venial sin, so you can also go to confession t- for it too, okay? Uh, and so, and then, of course, last but not least, one of the greatest of all time is fasting. Begin the art of denying yourself every little pleasure. Fasting trains you in suffering, sacrifice, and denial of your urges. It matures you, teaches you perseverance, fortitude, discipline, and patience. It forges you into true man. Fasting, other than the rosary, is the most powerful prayer that there is. Fasting is a prayer when you unite that suffering with Christ. Remember, Christ did not come here to die for us so that we could all be hooping and hollering, talking about how good we feel and all that stuff. No, Christ came to show. That's why Catholics have a crucifix on the wall with, uh, with Christ there. Because so that we look at that and see that he didn't come here for us to be trying to have pleasure, pleasure, pleasure all the time. He came to show us that this is how you are to be. You are to suffer and sacrifice as I did for something greater than yourself, which is what? God, your wife, and your children. If you are a woman, God, your husband, and your children. In that order. Women, stop putting your kids above your husband. Stop doing that. He do, your husband deserves the big piece of chicken. And when you don't respect him, he starts to resent you. St. Paul says in Ephesians 5, 
Wives are to respect their husbands. He didn't say love them. Please understand that. Okay? Stop putting your kids above everybody. And when I mean everybody, I mean God and your husband. Husbands, stop putting your kids above God and your wife. Okay? Understand the order of things. Okay? So that is it. That is it. Thank you all for listening. I tried to go as fast as I could because uh, I want to explain things to you. If you have any questions, please, as always, um, text me. I mean, uh, uh, email me at radicalquestions, uh, radicalquestions at catholicalpha.com. That's radicalquestions at catholicalpha.com. Oops, get my thing. Bam. <laughs> All right, all right. And so as we conclude today, as we always do, we go with a quote from Pope Benedict XVI, which states, Society offers you comfort, but you weren't made for comfort. You were made for greatness. Now go forth, Christian soldier. The spiritual fight is up on you. Fast. Pray. And prepare for battle. Thank you for listening in today. If what you heard helped you in any way and you would like more personal attention, visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for superior marriage coaching. And remember to join the Catholic Alpha Radical Live podcast as a caller or listener every Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. Eastern. To join as a caller, dial area code 313 Radical. To join as a listener or view the live stream, visit the Catholic Alpha Radical Live Facebook page or visit CatholicAlpha.com for Catholic marriage help that actually works. Bang.